This is Hallway Chats, where we meet people who use WordPress. We ask questions, and our guests share their stories, ideas, and perspectives. And now the conversation begins. This is episode 145. Welcome to Hallway Chats. I'm Liam Dempsey. And I'm Tara Clays. Today we're joined by Kyle Maurer. Kyle is the Director of Operations at Sandhills Development, which is a WordPress plugin company. He loves bringing people together and has a passion for making music and craft beer. He's also officially the biggest Hallway Chats fan, yay for us, and he could not be more excited to be on the show today. Welcome, Kyle. We're so happy that you're here. Thanks for joining us. Thank you, Tara and Liam. I'm so thrilled to be with you both today. This is amazing. Kyle, we're absolutely thrilled to have you here, and uh, my ego in particular is grateful for your presence, so uh, flattery can continue as long as you would like it to. It is it is very welcome. Welcome. Oh, shucks. I am happy to. I have an abundance of comments and, and, uh, and just thoughts on this wonderful show. <laughs> I would love well, to maybe, share. maybe you can start, sorry to interrupt you, maybe you can start by telling us a little bit more about yourself beyond what Tara has already shared. Well... That's that's totally fine. That's what the show's about, right? I have a story that's no more interesting than the next person's, and we, we can we can run through that, I suppose. I've been doing the WordPress thing for a while, just like just like you have, and all the other amazing guests that you've had on this fantastic show. I uh, I was fortunate in in many ways when I was younger, but if there is one thing I look back that I lacked, it was probably role models and mentors. And I spent a lot of time in my early career wandering about, not knowing what to do or where I was supposed to end up. And you know, I I milked cows, I ran registers, I shelved books, I power washed houses, I did all this random stuff, not knowing where to end up until I finally got. Not finally, I was pretty young at the time, but I got married and, and bought my first house and and uh, started to get really serious about needing to uh, accelerate my career development. And, and I did a lot of research and eventually found that if I learned just a little bit of web programming in my spare time, it could open doors much faster than the dead-end jobs I was working at the time. And I don't remember why, but I started with PHP, took some tutorials, dropped some acronyms on my resume and immediately had takers. I turned an internship at an agency into a position and a full-time position and then a director of technology role. And then eventually had to jettison that company because I caught on to how shady the owners really were. But then I started my own company with an abundance of unearned competence and and ran a, a marketing agency with a business partner for five years. And I, that was the time period when I got the most invested into the WordPress world. At the time when we started our business, WordPress was emerging as the leader of the options at the time, but was by no means uh, the uh, like ubiquitous um, dominator in the scene that it is today. Um, so it was, it was a little more chance that we ended up choosing it from the beginning, but we, we built many, many, many websites on WordPress and I got interested in plugin development and did just, I did all the things that you can do in the little WordPress world over those five years. And then eventually joined a plugin company when I decided I didn't want to do that marketing agency thing anymore. Wanted to, uh, work for a product company 
and with some great people that I could learn from and grow. And it's been fantastic so far. We make a lot of great things here at Sandals Development. I work with some of the best people in the business. And I love the role that I have, which is really at the end of the day, trying to make sure everybody's job is rewarding and fulfilling. Everybody loves what they do. Everybody works together efficiently and this company continues to grow. I know Sandhills Development does a lot of WordPress plugins, but I also know that Pippin has started his own craft beer uh, company as well, brewery. And I'm wondering if you were already a craft beer fan before that, or is that something that you, because uh, you, you mentioned it in your intro, is that something that you had to do in order to stay an employee of Sandhills? Does everybody have to be a beer drinker and a beer Yeah, craft you, definitely, beer you have to be a beer drinker. It's, it's a requirement. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Not, there, there are plenty of people in the company who don't really have a passion or an interest in in the in the beer making and that side. But we do have a we do have a craft beer culture. I think within our team, currently 28 people uh, distributed around the world, and and we have uh, the company does own two brewery locations, both in in Kansas, and, and I've been able to visit both of them and and enjoy lots of Sandhills beer over the years, which is some of the best out there. If you ever have an opportunity to pass through Kansas, make sure you find a way to stop by and, and pick up a can or two. Yeah, that sounds great. I know Liam and I both enjoy a good beer. So um, I've heard of it and would love to try it sometime. Mm, and yes. I'm a fan of the company as well. I do a lot of great things. I also am a fan of yours, as you know, because i listened to, I have listened to a couple of your shows and participated in them as well and I know you've spoken a bit about the transition from being a business owner to being an employee of another business and I wondered if you'd talk a little bit about that because I like hearing what you have to say about it what it's meant for you okay sure Tara thank you and I do want to say that I've been a fan of yours as well for a long time your company the way you run your business and the shows that you participated in and the, the question, that, that, that's a really good one. And I've had a lot of other peers in this industry who have left entrepreneurship behind and, and have joked with some of them at times about creating like a, a former entrepreneur support group to, to talk about this sort of stuff together. But it, being an entrepreneur does change you. Being on that side of the table, running the business, somehow there's no really going back after that. You're, you're, you're a different type of worker. But I did learn a lot of lessons in that transition. And maybe the the principal lesson that I learned was that what was ultimately important to me was ownership, not in the sense of legal equity in a business, but ownership over what I was responsible for. That's what's most important. I want and need the freedom to do what I think is right, to make the impact that I think is needed and, and help in, in whatever way I, I, I think is, is best for the business. So as long as I have ownership over my domain, whatever my responsibilities are, I am satisfied and happy at the end of the day. And, and other things matter. I want the opportunity to continue to grow. I wanna be able to learn from good people around me, uh, but ownership does matter but not in the sense that I thought when I was younger, when I had a lot of pride in the fact that I didn't have a boss to answer to, a little bit too much pride in that. And it was caught up in my identity and I had to decouple myself from that and from my business, which was actually a painful process and took years for me to actually do. 
even when I was aware that I wasn't doing really what I felt like I was supposed to be doing with my life to just separate myself from the brand I'd made uh, was extremely difficult. That's a topic I feel like I could explore for hours, if not weeks on end with you is where does the role of humility come into life, work and everything (laughs) and the painful journey that that is for, for all of us. Thank you for sharing that so candidly with us, Kyle. I wonder if I can, can riff on that and talk a little bit about, you talked about how your perspective as an employee, as a worker, as a professional has changed and that the lessons that you learned as an entrepreneur, you're bringing to your new role or your current role in where you have that uh, level of control and you can make the kind of difference that you want to make. What, what, what's carried through? What are, what are some of the perspectives that you bring with you and that continue to add value to you and what your team and what your colleagues at Sandhills are trying to achieve? Mm. Yeah. I like that question. This is like you said, the kind of thing that we could talk about for a while and, and you're, you know, the first examples that come to mind, things that have carried through, uh, after running my own business for five years, my perspective changed radically. And a lot of that does stay with me. And I think uh, I continue to look at the whole company and not just specifically about my area of responsibility. I think that that has carried through um, my passion for the success of this enterprise and, and thinking about holistically. And so even if my responsibilities are just just marketing or just support or just development or something like that, I'm still thinking about how this fits into the bigger picture and what impact this is making to the, the company and the success of all of us. Because I look around and want all of us to see to succeed and, and want this, this company to move forward. So I think that having been in that leader role for a while helped me uh, understand that perspective and and also have a lot of empathy for uh, our founder, who I know that when you're at the top of the hierarchy, you get all of the worst tasks to do, all, all of the, the most stressful decisions to make, the biggest challenges float up. And I have been able to provide a lot of assistance and help in this context. That's, that's why I'm in the operations role. It wasn't my original role at the company. I started doing like part-time support and then took on a marketing lead role before I was offered the operations role. I think that my ability to perform in this role has a lot to do with how I have experience thinking holistically about a business and, and doing everything that I can to try and make it succeed. That's one example. We could probably go on and on about that if we wanted to. I feel like we could, especially if we had a couple of uh, couple of beers in front of us. Um, oh, you know it, you know it. So let me let me ask you what is our signature question or one of them, Kyle. Um, you've covered a lot of ground in your intro, uh, and it sounds like you, you know you were talking about not just career success but also the, you know your own life journey, and that's really what this question is about: is definitions of success. Kyle, what is your definition of success? Success is being on the Hallway Chats podcast, of course. (laughs) Thanks, Kyle. All right, now we're just getting into boldface lies. (laughs) You've made it. You're you're done. (laughs) Yes, (laughs) here I am. It's quite a treat. I really really mean that very sincerely. I give this question a lot of thought because, of course, I'm a loyal listener to this podcast, and, of course, I don't show up to meetings unprepared. 
And the, the question about success is, it's such a good question. And just trying to come up with an answer that is, is not a cliche, at least from my perspective is, is not very straightforward, but I believe that success is not like a, a finish line you need to try and cross one time. Uh, there's not a, a before success and an after success. It's, it's, it's more about succeeding in your current moment. And maybe it's, it's a journey. I don't know. I, I feel goofy putting it this way, but it just doesn't have a finish line. As long as you are moving forward, you are succeeding. So to me, the question is, am I succeeding right now? And not have I achieved something specific or have I crossed, crossed a specific line? I evaluate my own success based primarily on my self-esteem and secondarily on my freedom. Uh, if I finish my days with this feeling like I can hold my head high, uh, then I'm succeeding. I want to feel like I am making a difference, doing good work, bringing real value. And so I've, this is something that I've grown to appreciate as I have changed roles and done a variety of different things in my, in my career. And I'm in a job now where I'm able to finish most days feeling like I did all right today. I helped, I contributed, I delivered some value. I justified my existence, whatever you want to say. Like I am proud of what I have done. I'm proud of like who I am and the contribution I'm making and the role that I'm playing. And that is, um, I don't, I don't know if that's an unusual way to look at it or not, but it is a strong signal to me that I am succeeding because there's been so many chapters in my life where, you know, we all, we all appreciate how elusive this feeling can be. We always second guess ourselves and fall into the comparison trap and find reasons to, at the end of the day, feel like we missed the mark. Um, but I feel successful now because most days I'm proud of what I've done and, and who I am and, and secondarily, the freedom aspect, I, I think a lot of your former guests have mentioned how important it is to be free to do what you want and, and look at that as a success metric. Uh, maybe to have the means and the confidence and the opportunities that really matters and to be able to say no to things. Uh, freedom is extremely powerful. Yeah, agreed, agreed. Um, I like your definition of success and its ongoingness. I, I definitely share that approach. I, I read your year in review. We are, you are among our first guests of 2021. And um, a lot of people have written years in review about a year that is notoriously, well, notorious, uh, 2020. Um, and, you know, not to get into cliches there as well, but you, you wrote a very um, descriptive, heartfelt, and um, just fascinating review of your year last year. And I, I would like to ask you a couple of questions about your year because your family has grown and talking about flexibility with your, with your career and having the ability to have your family grow as it has, if you'd like to share that with us. I know you and Liam have something in common in that you both have a lot of siblings. So you come from large families and um, I find it like what you what your family has undertaken with your children. And I'm, I'm just curious how you're incorporating that into your approach to 2021 and your view of success and your career. That's a lot. Take what you want. Go with what you want. <laughs> and I'm just going to throw in a challenge. Can you do that in 10 words or less? 
<laughs> in haiku format, please. In a rap. <laughs> oh my gosh, you guys. <laughs> You're not making this easy, but but okay. Okay. Thank you, Tara. This there's a lot, there's a lot to I don't even know where to start, to be honest. And this is not just in this context, like this is this is coming up all the time. Every every day I'm having a meeting with somebody who's asking the same question and I never know how to answer this. What's what's going on? How are we doing? I don't I don't even know how we're doing. I don't know how we're getting by. I don't know how we're I'm just trying to make it to bedtime every single day. That's all that matters. And that's as far ahead as I'm, as I'm thinking at this point. Um, but uh, it was, it, it, last year was challenging. There's no doubt about it. It was surprising. It was unusual. Um, a lot of things didn't go as planned. In fact, hardly anything did go as planned at all. And uh, you alluded to a few different things that I don't know whether it's it's timely or, or useful to to recap in their entirety maybe the most life-changing for me was this um unexpected significant growth of my family we uh we started the year looking into foster care and hoping that we could bring a second child into our home we had been pursuing adoption again for the second time we have one daughter already and we thought two kids we can do that that would be great it would be great for our daughter to have a sibling let's let's look into that and then summer came along and we got our license for foster care and our agency immediately asked us if we would take a placement of two boys, ages two and three, which wasn't exactly what we had envisioned, but we still agreed to, to take it on. And a couple of weeks later, we were contacted by our daughter's birth mother who asked us if, uh, after telling us that she was expecting and asked us if we would adopt that child as well, the biological sibling of our of our other daughter, which there was no way we could say no to. And then a week later, she found out it was twins. And, and then another week, they were born. So within the span of one month, we went from one kid to five kids. Of course, that's not what we expected to happen. That's not what we planned to happen. But somehow, we're figuring out how to make it work. It's definitely not easy. I don't know how to do it. But <laughs> you find a way, you all find a way. And, uh, and that's and we're still kind of in the same circumstance. Uh, seven months later. Yeah, thanks for sharing that. I know you're probably you might be a little bit tired of sharing it. It is it is a fascinating story that is unusual and inspiring at the same time. I think people take on things not knowing what lies ahead, and and that's a lot. That's a lot. Not only do you have five mm -hmm. kids, but they're all quite young. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's a good thing you have flexibility in your job. I guess <laughs> that is great. That is great. Work has been fantastic. I'm in a very privileged position to be able to do whatever I need to do. Uh, that if I need to take time off, I can. If I need to work flexibly, I can. I can. We're all stuck at home anyway, but I can. I can work. I can continue to be productive. I can. I'm able to support this household, and things work out. I think a lot of other people would have a much harder time with it than we do. We still have a hard time with it, but it, we manage. <laughs> I guess I don't know what else to say about it. Kyle, thank you for sharing that. That's a that's a very moving story. I hear, I hear tiredness in your voice, but I hear love, and uh, I hear humility, and I hear acceptance in a good way, not acceptance in a negative way. But you and and your wife, I'm guessing, accepted that which is coming your way because they're children, they're humans, they need love, they need support, and I just hear you saying, "We'll find a way, we'll find a way," and and I love that. Thank you, thank you for 
bravely putting yourself at the at the feet of others. It's not easy to do. Jeez, you guys are so nice. Thank you, Liam. That's very kind. They're really cute too. I'm sure at times <laughs> you are uh, <laughs> overwhelmed and at times it must be just uh, unbelievably cute sometimes too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there's no doubt. Those twin babies are adorable. Twins are pretty fun, actually. I'll give them that. Yeah. yeah. Are they fraternal? Yeah, yeah. We have a boy and a girl. Okay. That's good. That's good. That's good. It's great. So let's 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 move a little bit and talk about beer. We've talked about how Sandhills brews beer, but I have a feeling that I think I heard you say that you you're a bit of a, a home brewer yourself. Did I did I make that up? In your spare time. Yeah. <laughs> In your yeah. Spare time. What is that? What is that? I forget. Uh, yeah, definitely. I've I've brewed my share in in the past over the years. Uh, you know, I used to. I used to co-host a, a local WordPress meetup for some years, and and uh, I have a friend named Peter who started that group back in 2012, and I helped him co-host that for about eight or nine years or so. Well, until last year, whatever whatever that would be, and he uh, he taught me all about WordPress, basically everything that I know, and he introduced me to WordCamps, which changed my life, and he taught me how to homebrew beer. So I can't give Peter enough credit for introducing me to all these things that became a big part of my life. Uh, but uh, I'm at this point, probably brew my own, a, a batch every year or so that gets me by. And, uh, you know, in these it's times where there's not a lot of socialization, it's just beer for me. And it's more than I, <laughs> it's more than I can drink on my own. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. I brewed beer once and uh, maybe twice I made two batches. And I, I enjoyed it, but at the end, I kind of did the assessment and I'll just save my money a little more and buy good beer and <laughs> just wait too long to, to do all the work. If you love it, it's fantastic, but I just didn't love it enough. But it's I always admire those who do. It is. It's a lot of work. It my husband makes it. it doesn't work out, it's, it's pretty disappointing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. My husband makes it every other week or so every every few weeks so we have it on tap which is nice because then you can just have a little bit and uh yeah but i don't think it's necessarily like a financial savings or anything it's a lot of time but it's a hobby and a science experiment ongoing i made it one time i learned oh wow but i don't think yeah, i could replicate cool. it yeah yeah it's uh it's fun i want to talk more about your guys's show this is such a cool show oh like thanks this is. I was going to ask you about your about show. It. My show is not as good as your show, <laughs> uh, but like this, the hallway chats is really special, and I don't know that you guys get the credit that you deserve for for putting this together and doing it so consistently for so long. It's, um, and you know, I, I used to have an interview show too that was not nearly as good as this, um, and it was a long time ago, but. Um, you know, there were always interview shows at the time. And back then I used to listen to and watch like the Dradcast and Matt Report and WordPress Weekly and WP Bacon and WP Dev Table and WP Elevation and all those. And it seems to mm -hmm. me like it was generally the same people appearing on every show. And I really wanted to see how far I could go without ever repeating a guest. And uh, it turned out to be not that hard for me mostly because I was able to get out and meet a lot of people and felt it was pretty social, but then you guys started hallway chats and, uh, and it was so much better. 
than what I <laughs> what I was no. doing. I started to feel more <laughs> like uh, the community uh, didn't need what I was doing. You guys were taking care of it, and they should all just listen to you instead. I eventually hung that up. Oh, uh, Kyle, doing your uh, roundtable was it was uh, you know an inspiration for doing hallway chats. I think you you know the conversations that you had were totally. really similar, and and you've continued with with Adam doing the Get Options podcast for a long, long time, and that's one of my go to shows. It's a good combination of entertainment and information. Well, Terry, you've been a great guest on both of my programs. You were, you appeared on the roundtable show back in March of 2018, I think, and and, uh, several times on get options, but yeah, you guys have been going since, since June of 2017. That's amazing. So consistently, so many episodes and so Mm -hmm. many great people, uh, hats off to you. And if, if you don't mind, I want to just comment on how good you guys are at this because I really, (laughs) I really think you are. You you, we know we, there's no I fee for paying it. We don't pay our guests, right? It's just hear not me like out. you're... Hear me out. Go ahead. Go As ahead. someone who's run an interview show for a long time, I did it for, I think, five years and hardly missed any weeks in that time period. And I know how challenging it can be. You know, finding guests isn't always easy. Scheduling can be quite the hassle. Expanding beyond your own borders, which is is something that you're enthusiastic about, that's not easy to do, and not also not all guests are really great at being interviewed. Uh, I know this from experience. Like, I had guests who would take my first question about their origins and just ramble on for about an hour about that, and nothing, no more input from me. And then other guests who. Um, over and over gave me like one or two word answers to my questions and forced me to do all the work to get anything interesting. And, and I know when you show up week after week, you're not going to feel hundred percent interested and enthusiastic every single time. That's a real challenge, but you, you have to do your thing anyway. But in spite of those challenges, you both do this incredibly well every single week. And you're both so genuine and you have a real knack for, making the show interesting no matter what uh, or who the guest is. Um, I think you both have like really special qualities. Liam is kind of like the Terry Gross with your, with your creative thought provoking original <laughs> questions. And Tara might be more like a Joe Rogan type because you like connect with and relate to the guests, no matter what the subject matter is in a really special way. Uh, I think you two are Thanks. the pinnacle of WordPress podcast hosts. So. Uh, thank you very much. Thank you. That's awfully sweet, really. Very nice. Very kind of you. Thank you. It means a lot. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. I was, I thought of a suggestion too that I wanted to throw at you. Yeah. Um, I love your anniversary episode. That's fantastic. You guys did that uh, some months back. And it's, that's really, really special. And I would suggest that you guys consider doing those a little more frequently. Maybe like, uh, maybe every quarter or something like that, have an episode where it's just the two of you reflecting on takeaways from recent episodes. I would love to hear that. Thank you guys you. both have such That's great, great takeaways and, uh, and get a lot of good advice from your very thought-provoking questions from your guests. That's a great so. suggestion. Thank you. And so now you've um, just given me the segue for uh, one of our other signature questions, which is advice. So Kyle, do you have any advice that you've received and implemented that you would share with our listeners and with us? Of course, I'd be happy to. Uh, The the advice which had the greatest impact on my career, 
was expressed by multiple different people in different times and different ways. But the essence of it is that I think you should, um, at least this really speaks to people like me who are very ambitious. Uh, you should do the job you want, not the job that you have. Um, originally, this came in the form of a suggestion by a, a mentor of sorts who told me that I should probably dress for the job that I wanted at when I had an in-person job at a library. And so I was skeptical, but I took his advice. And instead of shorts and a t-shirt, I tucked in my shirt and put on a button up and I started dressing a little more professionally. And uh, the, the effect was almost immediate and surprising. It kind of blew me away that how differently I was treated in the workplace and how soon it was that young Kyle was invited to be on this task force or join this committee or be, uh, you know, interview for this position and so on and so forth and be generally respected by peers. And, and in other, in, in other contexts, I was given very similar advice about making your boss look good, do their job. Uh, don't wait to be given the promotion to start doing that work do the work that is above your pay grade, look at the organizational hierarchy. And if you want to get to that next level above where you are now, start doing that work uh, immediately. Start doing what is uh, a higher role is responsible for than what you are currently working on. That's what I strive to do at all times. That is interesting. I could really dig into that a little bit and maybe uh, debate you on that to some degree, because I think, I mean, I think it's great advice to have to do the job you want, not the job you have. When you are working in an organization, though, how do you avoid, to put it kindly, pissing people off <laughs> by doing more? You know, I think I've gotten in trouble in the past for being somebody who is pretty proactive, sees a problem, wants to solve it. And there are people who may not appreciate that effort because they're threatened by it or you've somehow maybe not done it the way that they would have. So what do you think about that? Have you, have you, has it always, has that always been helpful advice or can it go the other way? Do you think? Well, it certainly can. And there have been cases where I have experienced maybe, I don't know that I want to say being unappreciated or my efforts not being appreciated, but generally I take a lot of that as a signal that I am in the wrong place or maybe working for the wrong people, if that is generally their attitude. Yeah, because that's enough. a problem with, with them and not a problem with you. Not all of us have the flexibility and freedom to just say, okay, too bad, I'll go somewhere else. I acknowledge that. But it is my point is that it's their problem and not yours. Um, this is something that you do want to be careful with and tactful and respectful, and you have responsibilities and you must, um, you must take care of them first and foremost. But if you have higher aspirations, like I do, then don't wait for those opportunities to be given to you. Take them. Fair enough. Yeah. And I think, and I think there's a tact to, well, if I want to do Kyle's job, yeah, I don't want to step all over his toes and show up with the meeting agenda, but I can know that the last three agendas, he's always talked about this. So I'm going to make sure that I have constructive advice or ideas, or I've done the homework on that, or I know that Kyle always wants to see this done. So I'm going to do that right. And then support him on the things that matter to him. 
So I, I love that. I love that it is, is, is for me, that gets back to one of the pieces of advice that I, that I received years ago was no matter who's paying your salary, you always work for yourself. And that's not a selfish, like, you know, me first and the gimme gimme's kind of thing, but it's uh maintain the perspective of, of, to what you were saying, Kyle, ownership, own it, drive it forward, make it your own, but ultimately know that you're working for yourself. Absolutely. Yeah, that's what I believe. I don't know that this is perfect for every personality or people in different stages in their careers, but if you're like me, this is what works. This is what has made a difference to me. Yeah. Thank you. Thanks for sharing that. We are almost out of time, and I want to ask more questions, but then we're going to go over time. Um, so I feel the same, no, Tara. I feel the same way. So maybe maybe what we should do is 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 ask Kyle to share where folks can 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 learn more about him and connect with him online. And then after we stop recording, we'll just keep chatting to him. Okay. <laughs> hey, perfect. That's fine. I'm happy to. Kyle, where can folks find you online and connect with you? Great. I am online all over all over the place. Kyle Maurer is uh, pretty easy to pretty easy to find in some searches, but I have a blog, kyleblog.net. I am uh, occasionally uh, not that much on the social media stuff, but I'll I'll be available on Twitter at Mr. Kyle Maurer. And, and I'm in a lot of Slack groups you can probably find me in too. Great. I'm so glad you joined us because now my day is made by just feeling good about myself, which you are very good at doing. So thank you for all of your kind words and back at you. You are a wonderful person and we are very fortunate that you joined us here and that we call you a friend. So thanks. Oh, gee. Thank you so much. <laughs> thanks, Kyle. Hope to see you in person sometime. Thanks. <laughs> thank you. Bye. Thanks for listening to the show. We sure hope you enjoyed it as much as we did. If you like what we're doing here, meeting new people in our WordPress community, we invite you to tell others about it. We're on iTunes and at hallwaychats.com. Better yet, ask your WordPress friends and colleagues to join us on the show. Encourage them to complete the Beyond the Show form on our site to tell us about themselves. <laughs>